From Bossier City, Louisiana, this is the Grouch and the Brainstorm. All right, and here we are once again back with the Grouch and the Brainstorm. Glad everyone could join us. And uh, we have a uh, couple of guests here tonight. Of course, we have our regulars. We got Matt. Say hi, What's Matt. What's up? What's up? We got Jill. Hey, hey. And sitting out this evening is going to be Jennifer, but in her place we have Rhonda. Hello. And we have Kim. What's up? Hey, all right. So we got a we got a really good crowd here tonight, and um, the audience is going wild as we speak. And we had a hard time getting past the paparazzi just getting tough. to the studio. It was, tough. it was mainly Matt. So yeah, they were all digging on Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, tonight's episode, we're going to talk about a couple of things, uh, several different subjects, and um, one of them that I want to discuss and bring up tonight is going to any length to get it. You know, we say that a lot, and um, so I have a confession to make, and I got to make this in front of everybody here, and I've never said this publicly. It's always been in my head. But um, tonight, we have Kim here, and the reason why I wanted to get the podcast launched, and I did so quickly and timely, was the inspiration of Kim. All right. Wow. wow. Thank you, Mike. And I know it just seems like sometimes I just sit in a corner and don't pay attention to what's going on, and I'm full of myself, and I'll just play on my phone, whatever it is. But I watched Kim come into the rooms. Yeah. And I watched her come into the rooms and, and, and you have to have that wonder, you know, I've seen so many people come in. I've seen thousands come in and only maybe 150 stay over the past, you know, many years that I've been going. And as I would watch her, I would think, what if she had something to listen to that would kind of eliminate a little bit of the confusion that we have? It's so confusing coming to AA Mm -hmm. for the first time. I still... remember the confusion i didn't want to stay because i couldn't speak your language (laughs) i didn't understand and then somebody starts spouting out steps and and then they would start you know and then it would go from talking about steps to talking about their grandma's kidney machine to (laughs) a pair of shoes that didn't fit and you're trying to get all this in your head and the whole time you're thinking and i gotta stay here (laughs) and i can't drink this okay. just ain't so kim was a, a really big not, i would say the catalyst to launching it i've been planning it for probably a year i've been okay. i've been working on this but as far as getting it up and running i saw a newcomer come in and i actually paid attention and i said hey we we need to get this thing rolling and that's when i approached matt and um and i had already been talking to jennifer about doing it and um and the uh the grouch and the brainstorm is actually owned by a company my company called uh common peril which is an apparel company that sells nothing but uh clothing for recovery and it's that is the parent company of the grouch and the brainstorm and that can be visited on instagram under common peril if you can google it and um it's not for profit none of this is for profit this is just to for folks out there who come in and may be a little confused and want to hear with someone how many days you got now kim I will have 60 on Friday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Matt can't even tell me. Well, that. Do it. Uh, do man, it. I don't know. It's uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't either. I can't say it either. I don't know. But I remember when I had 60. How many do I feel like I have today? About 60. <laughs> so, uh, you know. I don't know if that counts. But. Well, one of the first things that we hear every time we go into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous is somebody's going to read how it works. Man, and that's all over the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, it is all over the country. You hear mm-hmm. how it works. And then 
in how it works, it talks about going to any length to get it. If you yes. want what we have, which most of the time you don't even know what we have. You right. Know, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it. And you'll find that that little phrase will change over the course of your recovery. And uh, going to any length might sound drastic, you know, but it really it isn't all too drastic. You know, it's really just... I'm going to do what they do in order to be like them. And kind of like we did when we were drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever notice that? With the in crowd. Yeah. 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 The in crowd. Sure. Yeah. You ever heard, I love Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he talks about people who spend money they don't have right. to yes. buy stuff they don't, don't need, need to impress mm-hmm. people that don't care. Right. Yep. And, yep. Um, and and I'm one of them. <laughs> and I deal with those uh, people like that every day of the week, you know. When, and we get into AA and we learn, you know, don't have that behavior. But yet when we very first get there, we see something in people that we, we really need, you know. And and I seen Rhonda. I got I was I, I get I got to be in the rooms when three of you guys came in, which is pretty cool. You know, Woo-hoo. I was there when Rhonda got there. Yay! Yep. And Rhonda's uh, sobriety date was on uh, April the fifteenth, tax day, which now I always know when tax day. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Rhonda. And that particular year, tax day had been extended because of the floods. But every time I think about Rhonda, and I know where I was in that period of time. So. Uh, so we can open this discussion up. And talk my about day is behind her, the 16th, April 16th. Oh, wow. Oh, you got one day behind Rhonda. Yes. Oh. Wow. April the 16th. Oh, wow. <laughs> so two birthdays in a row. Yeah. Things work out the way they're supposed to be. So, Rhonda, you sponsor Kim. Yes. How's that going? It's going well. She calls me every day. Um, if I need a ride, she's like, Rhonda, no, I'm going to the meeting. You need a ride? I'm like, most of the time, yes. If I haven't called anyone else. But, yeah, she's a good sponsor. She listens. And that's the key, too. She's willing to change, and she listens. And that's the key. You like sponsoring folks? I do. Yeah, I do, too. I do. It's really what makes the whole thing kind of mm-hmm. come together. Um, and, Kim, what do you think about having a sponsor, period? Just having a sponsor, what's it? That's got to be new. It's, it's very new, and it was very different at first because, you know, when I walked into the room and, you know, the first day and everybody was, you know, at the end of the meeting, you know, get you a sponsor, and then everybody was like, sponsor, you know, that's the most important, one of the most important things. And I was like, what the fuck is, I mean, what is, <laughs> what is a sponsor? Okay. Yeah. And, and I was like, what is, you know, a sponsor? What the hell does, are they going to do that I need them to do, you know? And it's like, and the more I came in there and the more I listened to, you know, and got to know what a sponsor does and, and, you know, and I was like, well, okay, I'm going to try to sponsor thing. And when I, when Miss Rhonda came, you know, and I got to listening to her and listening to her and I was like, okay, that's what I need. I need somebody that's going to be on my ass. That's not going <laughs> to let me slack because if I can get away with slack and if I can get, you know, backslide a little bit, that's what the f- I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I knew, okay, no, I need her. You know, she's hardcore and she's going to let my ass have it. She's going, you know, <laughs> she, she's going to say, hell no, Kim, Stop that shit, back it up, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and that's what I need. And I love her to death. Yeah. I love her. I love her to death. When you, I call her, she lifts, you know, she lifts me up and That's everything. so funny because all my sponsees were told that when they asked me, like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God? What do you mean, oh, my God? Like, well, I'm not going to let you just get away with stuff. You know, I'm not going to co-sign your BS. And that's part of being sponsored. You could be friends. You could listen to everything. But 
take them through the steps and let them know that this is the way to life. Like Absolutely. You said, this is the way to live. A way of new way of living. New I think way I of just living. read tonight. I'm going back through the steps with one of my guys. Me too. With yeah. my sponsor. And it's it's kind of nuts how we just keep doing it over and over again. You know, getting the same result, which is <laughs> which is a positive result. Right. So why that's not what, keep doing it? <laughs> that's right. what I'm looking for. Well, you you just described Miss Rhonda perfectly. So uh, all that you just said, and I knew <laughs> you know, I'm like Mike. You came in and you see so many people come in and they go right back out, or they. Right. They go, what? We all go, what happened to this person? They ain't been around, you know, and we see so much of that. But then every now and then you just get one that kind of sticks. And we all were like, you know, you, you're hanging around, hanging around. And then I heard Rhonda's my sponsor. And I went, well, she got a shot. Then. So <laughs> made a good choice right there. But uh, oh uh, but we're uh, we're glad y'all are both on here. And so and we did we like Mike said, we. He had the idea and, and, uh, you know, for a new person and I was in that, I was in that, uh, place where I wish I would have had something like this to listen to when I was trying to come in here because I really didn't know. So let me ask you first, Kim, coming in, how, how, how did you figure out the program or that that's the route you were going to go? What was the leading up to that? like and then coming in as far as me coming in the yeah, doors like of what, aa yes ma'am the what got me was i don't know if you guys know this but my daughter she had to come in to aa for a class and she came into the koala club okay you know as part of her class you know because uh, she's going to school for psychology mm-hmm. and one day i was just sitting there and i was just drunk out of my mind and I was like, I'm tired of sitting here. I'm tired of doing this, you know, day after day. Something, something's better has got to give. And so um, I text her and I asked her, I said, um, I said, what, what is the address of the place you went to when you went for the AA? And she said, you know, she texted it to me and this here and that there. And so, okay, I sat there. So a week later I called you know to get the times or whatever. And I, can, I don't know who I talked to. I know it was a guy, but you know, and I was like, okay. So about another two weeks, I called again, and I talked to somebody, come on in, come on in, you know, we're here some days, blah, 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 you know, because the variety is every day, da, da, da. I was like, okay, okay. So about a month later, I headed that way. Nah. Another month later, headed that (laughs) way. Nah. (laughs) So then again, I pulled up into the parking lot. I sat there. So about five fifteen, I was like, "Nah, mm-mm, I can't do it. I can't do it." So what? What really, as they say, the straw that broke the camel's back was one day I was sitting there, and I, you know, I was sitting there and I had all my bills listed out and like my burial and stuff, and it came to the point to where I was like, "You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna drink my fucking self to death, mm-hmm. and as long as I got my burial paid, where my family's not sitting here, you know, shaking a can or." a GoFundMe, you know, to bury my motherfucking ass. This is what the fuck I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to drink myself down. I don't give a damn who doesn't like it. And so finally the next day, um, it just, it just hit, it hit me all the shit that I said, I ain't did this. I ain't did, I ain't got no grandkids. I ain't, you know, I ain't got to play with no grandkids. I ain't got to go to, you know, 
as they say, Paisley Park, where Prince is. You know, that's some of the shit on my bucket list. And I said, and here I am sitting here. That I'm going to drink my fucking self to death? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to drink my fucking self to death. I am better than this. And you All remember, right. Miss Rhonda, when I was telling you about what my friend said about God, mm-hmm. when she was telling me, you know, when I was saying that I, I, I wasn't shit and, you know, I was low, I was this, I was that. She said, she said remember, God created you. And God does not create junk. Amen. God Amen. loves you. And that was that 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 night I made my mind up that next day that I was coming. And I kept saying in my head, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. When I left work at four thirty that evening, I came straight there. I sat there. I had even brought me a different shirt because I didn't want nobody <laughs> to know. And I was sitting there. I went in there, walked through, you know, walked in the hall and I sat down and I was like I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm getting the hell up out of here. I got. I got. I got to get up out of here, you know. And I sat there and I sat there. And it's like I don't know <laughs> what drew mail. me. What drew me to Matt? And it's like it's just his face. Something in his face that stay, and you'll like it. Uh, well, you it, said he's ten times worse than me. I guess I can hang around <laughs> a little while, you know. And and you know, and I sat there and I listened, and I, you know, and I was like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. And for those first two weeks, it was hard as hell. I just felt like I was drowning. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I just kept thinking, no, I, I'm i going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. No, my sobriety is more important than this drink. My sobriety is more important than this drink. And every time I think about taking a drink, I think about a grandkid. Yeah. I think, think about the things that I have not done. But I might, you know, go. I might take me out before that, but it won't be due to drinking. Amen. It won't be due Come to on. a drink. Amen. And I thank God every day. I Amen. thank God for you guys in that room. I know I tell you guys every day, I love you guys. You know, I got my family, but you guys have been my biggest supporters, my biggest ones to just say, not today. Not today. Thank you. Not today. And, you know, like with my family, like I was telling my mom, you know, like I said, you know, I can talk to, you know, I can talk to you, but I can't talk to you about this because you're not an alcoholic. They won't understand. Yeah, that's it. I cannot talk to you about this. Yeah, because mom said, you can talk to me about anything. You can talk to me about. No, you can't because some of the shit that I want to (laughs) say, you don't want to know. It's locked up anywhere but where we go. Yeah. And the fear of getting locked up. Like I said, I love you guys. I I thank you guys. Well, you know the reason like we all came up and said hi and try to make you feel Mm -hmm. welcome because we all been through the same process (laughs) you just described. Well, Matt, you're also the most hospitable guy I think I've ever met in the rooms of Alcoholics We got to get him worked on. Yeah, I got. Not lying. I, some I mean, of us are sicker point, than others, okay? Point. And uh, you know, if Matt can't get them, they can't be God. That's oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I think they just see it as hope when they go. You know what? This summer gun here is a mess. Well, so, so you know, to hear Kim talk, you know, and about that thought process that was going through her head, you know, it was, it was um, next week, exactly twelve years ago, I was in a in a one bedroom apartment in South Bossier. Um, about to commit suicide mm. because of drinking. I couldn't stop. And I had already been to the Koala Club, and I had that information overload, and I got up and left. And and um, the thoughts that went through my head, you know, was my daughter was 11, and I was like, I'm never going to be able to see her graduate, you know, and, and, and I'm never going to be able to walk her down the aisle, you know, and I'm never going to see my grandkids, you know, and, 
and my son was only 13 at the time, and who'd, who'd have thought he'd had the first kid, but he did. <laughs> but, you know, those thoughts actually went through my head, and kind of like her, if God takes me out before then, at least I gave it a, a good attempt, yes, you know. And, yes, yes. And yes. I've I've gotten to, you know, see my daughter graduate a couple of times. Right. Amen. I've seen my, you know, I've walked her down the aisle, gave her away, you know, and um, and I've held my grandbaby every day for every Sunday for the past, you know, well, not every Sunday, but I've held my grandbaby a lot since yes. then. And those things just are not things that normal people think about, you know? Yeah. You know, I guess unless you're just kind of that in it. Because but to them, it's, I guess it's automatic. Their mind is automatic. I'm just going to – it's automatic for them. Yeah. You know, they don't think about this drink is, this drink is going to take me out. They, you know, that's not their thinking process to me. You know, they're just like, I got a – you know, I've told you guys that I got a daughter that's shipping out on um, the 25th to go to Kuwait, and she's yeah. going to be gone for a year. Wow. wow. Okay, just think if I was still in this drinking process, you know, it wouldn't be such a big deal to me because, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, she's coming back, you know. But now, you know, I'm not thinking in a fog anymore. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about my baby's going to be gone, you know, and she's going to she's gone overseas. The longest she's ever been away from me was when she went to, you know, boot camp. And that was like 16 weeks or whatever that was. You know, I, I can't remember. But like I said, that was the longest she's ever been gone. And now she's going to be gone for almost a year, you know, God willing or whatever. And, you know, as a parent, you know, I'm thinking, no, I don't want to be drunk when my baby calls me. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to miss the conversations with her when she's overseas, you know, has gotten a signal, however it works, to call me. Or I talked to her, I remember I talked to her, but the next day I can't even remember the freaking conversation. Many of those. Yeah, 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 you know, and that's what I'm thinking, you know, and like with that, you know, that's a big deal. You know, I want to remember every part of it. Every sure. every part that I can remember of that, mm-hmm. I want to remember that. When my son or whoever, hey, mom, we're pregnant, you know. Hey, you know. And then, like, I got my baby girl. She's graduating in December. I want to remember that. How's she graduating high school? Um, no. Uh, <clears throat> she's graduating from NSU Psychology. Yep. Oh, so she was one of our med yeah. students. Uh-huh. She came in. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty I cool. I probably remember. That's what I say. We probably... I know because I used to talk to him after the meeting. <laughs> like, if you want to know something about it, you know, what yeah. we do, you know, ask away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she came, matter of fact, Mother's Day, we went to Big Book Study, and she came yeah. with me for Mother's Day. Oh, that Day. was, okay. Yeah, yeah. that was her. Yeah, that was her. She came with me for a book, uh, Big Book Study. And like I said, she graduates in December. Wow. And, but and I'm going to remember that. See, when she graduated high school, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. I was lit, as they say. Yeah. I wasn't lit, lit. But my family tells me that we owned this dog for three years. I don't remember the dog. <laughs> I don't remember the dog. They're like, remember when we had Dad? Remember? And I'm like, I don't know that dog, man. As long as you don't. are like, we had him for three up. years, and he ran away. I'm like, probably because I didn't remember. So don't feel bad, you know. Three no. years. He blacked out three years. I bought dog food, evidently. You know, I don't know. So, so, so another person at the table came in with a kid. Um, I remember. I remember when Rhonda's Rhonda and uh, my son brought me to the room. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Mm. Oh, it wasn't nothing nice at all. <laughs> at all. At all. You get to see. Sometimes you get to see the family side right there in the room. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we did that. We be telling each other off. And I'm, I'm, I was putting it light. Let me put it the way it was. We be cussing each other out 
inside the meetings. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. We did. We, I mean, oh, I know we destroyed so many men. They were like, oh, my goodness. That's how they talk to one another. And I worked, I worked with him for a little while. Yes, you sure did. But you make it so bad, he told a lie, and that's how he got fired. Like, I was, you know, I was gone him. when he got fired. I yeah, but no, no, I was originally end up getting fired because he told a lie saying that his grandmother was dead. I'm like... Last oh, time I went about it, my mother was my mother was alive. I don't know. You got another grandmother you're talking about? Oh, no. Well, I you find in the business I'm in that <laughs> yeah. folks have many, many grandmothers. Yeah, my business as well. They have more grandmothers. I'm like, how many? Let's, let's trace <laughs> like, this back. Wait, you know? hold up. Your grandmother dies every Monday and okay. comes back to life, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, so you have one too. I had one guy look at two desks, and I'm at one, the owner's at the other one, and he goes, what happened Monday? Why weren't you here? And the guy goes, my grandma died. And I said, what? And he goes, my auntie died. In the same room looking at us three feet apart. And I went, that's that's the way to think on your feet right there. So oh, that's what it gets caught. I, I could do a whole other podcast on that. Welcome to my life. But my son, he's not. he still hasn't taken a drink. He doesn't go into the rooms. Very, very often, but he does. He keeps with that. He's not drinking, like a smoke a blunt, but <laughs> he, he don't drink. And so, you know, something good did come out of that. And because he's not drinking and I'm not drinking, we have a relationship right now mm -hmm. that's yeah. unbearable. No one can yes. touch it. No one can touch it. And, you know, I love what we have right now. He's even staying me right now like that. And we don't fight. Oh, he's here. He's here. Yeah. Yeah. He just got a new job. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Nice. All good. Yeah. I so, love seeing, you know, relationships repaired. Yeah, right. How was, so, Ms. Rhonda, how was it for you coming in? Like Kim Kim kind of told us her starting out, and I know you said your son brought you in, but that first six months or a year, how was it for you? In, in I really can't um, recall everything that went on, but I knew for some reason, I say it right now, it's because of God. Uh, my, my 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 higher power God. I kept coming back. I didn't have sure. a paper to sign. I wasn't courted mm -hmm. by the or by the courts or anything mm -hmm. to come inside this room. But God knew that I need to be here. That's a, my perspective. Mm -hmm. That God knew I need to be here. So I kept coming. Same here. And I thank God that I kept coming because I wouldn't be the woman that I am right now if not for these rooms of AA. They taught me how to live a totally different life from what I was living. Every weekend, cooking and barbecuing for everybody to come over to my house. Ain't nobody bought a dime worth of food, but I'm <laughs> giving all the food, making sure all the drinks are there, and that's, that's what, what I we did. do at Jill's house. Man. Just the poor. <laughs> and cookies. I miss, I miss that one. Cookies. We ate uh, your food. It wasn't a Thank big deal, Mike. So. <laughs> well, uh, I tried. I did make an attempt to go, and I guess there, I got lost. Oh, <laughs> Super program. Yeah, I was on a limited like time scale, so I was gonna drop in, and say hi, grab a burger, and then I had to go. And then I like got lost, and I was like, uh. <laughs> next time. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Next time, maybe I won't be on a time scale. Well, it, it's so funny when we, that we've been doing this, and like I, I, lo I love to hear people's stories anyway. And even early in my first year in sobriety, I was I'm in the landscaping and grass cutting business, and I was on a mower all the time that first year. So I would put headphones in and i would go on youtube and find a speaker you know and i didn't know who these people were man they sounded like old midwest <laughs> or yankees or whatever and they were just but it was something sobriety related to listen to you know and um but i would i liked hearing people's stories and um it's just funny how we all kind of come from different backgrounds backgrounds but it's the same deal when you walk in those same, doors yeah. and um 
some people are able to take it and run with it and some people it, it just takes more or it takes more time or whatever it is um but it's it's really cool to me and it and, and the god thing for me when i feel like i'm getting a little complacent what always is god saying i'm here and things are happening it's like and not to put any pressure on kim but people like kim and her they they come in and they they you know and guys too and they they just look beat up they look i'm I'm sick of this i'm at that point in my life but they hang around and they hang around and the, nobody's perfect nobody has a as a model for you should do this in a week of sobriety and this in two weeks and Nobody has that, but they get in there and they get around a group of people that are trying to do it and they figure it out and they get a sponsor. And then you start seeing them come to life a little bit and yeah. they start laughing yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and I and I sit in there a lot of times in meetings and, I, and I'm like, Mike, I don't pay attention as much as I should. Um, shame, shame, shame. I mean, uh -uh. I know, but I will sometimes and when I'm having rough days, I'll sit in there and, I, and the way I kind of sit, I see most of the, the building. And I'll look at people's faces and I'll sit there and think and I'll go, oh, man, I remember when they came in, you know, and you start to think of their stuff and you go, God, God's doing something, yeah. you know, and um, he's working on me. Uh, but it's it's just an awesome deal. And um, and Jill, you may have something on this, but I've read a lot of stuff on sobriety and you with your background may know this more. But they say women have a harder time than men. What I've seen. Do you know anything about that, or have you ever read that, that it's a little harder for women? Is I wouldn't be surprised being that we are... The way y'all think. Emotional. Like... And more emotional. I mean, I was a complete basket case for the first year, um, just trying to get my, rein my emotions in, and, and I mean, like, it was such a dump of emotions when I stopped drinking and using that it just... I cried for 30 days straight and um, having to work through, I guess, and, and I'm sure like a lot of people, the grief, you know, that I'd been pushing down, the the trauma, the anger, the resentments, the self-pity and everything that I had worked through. I mean, like it took me quite a while, but I also had been out there doing that for decades. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we're more open you know, with our emotions and uh, express it a little more than, than most males. But, but yeah, I mean. And it, I don't mean it as a bad thing. I just think women are wired a little more in tune with stuff where a guy can go, oh, just kind of tough through this. And women are a little more our feelings attached are more to how attached. They, they feel. We're yep. fragile. Well, and, and I'm going to tell you this. Hey, I'm going to tell you this. Everybody told me, they said, <laughs> The smarter you are, the harder it is to get sober. And I went, shit, I don't have no problem with this. <laughs> you're saying drink or don't drink. Which one am I supposed to do? So you're saying. Don't. Oh, don't drink. Okay. I'm in. So you you're know? saying I'm a genius. Well, I'm saying, uh, you know, you guys Just are all kidding. pretty smart. So it probably was harder for y'all. But I, had a very I mean, I, me and Bobby, that was our basically our whole deal was like, he's like, no, don't. Like, don't put the alcohol. In. I'm like, oh, man. Wish somebody would have told me yeah. this earlier. That was well, about the extent. And you know what yeah. think what I think like complicated things is because I like to overthink. Sure. And that may be another commonality with, with us as well. But same with men. Um I just don't know. I don't have the statistics. I know, I, <laughs> you know what for me what it was for for me, being a black woman, um, we were taught that whatever goes on inside the house stays, stays in, in the, the house. house. Yeah. So we subsided 
so many feelings, mm-hmm. so you. many feelings, pushed them down, pushed them down, and you're not supposed to talk about it. Now, if somebody looks at me wrong, man, looks at me wrong, I'm like, Mm-mm, excuse me, you don't, do, mm. you know, mm-hmm. but we were taught that. Yeah. Well, we were, you know, I was taught, not necessarily taught, taught, like no one ever actually said it. It was just kind of the precedent that guys don't cry. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Know, one of the yes. biggest lies I ever told to me in my entire life was sticks and stones may break my bones, but, but words, words were never. And, and, I mean, some of them just cut deep. The tongue yes. is very powerful. The tongue is sure. a powerful thing. Absolutely. Sure. That's Bible. <laughs> and, you know, and I guess me growing up, my dad was a pastor, love him to death. But his personality, he never said a lot emotionally. I never, He could be angry or happy. You'd never know. Like, he One was the same the all the time, you know. And, like, my mother was more emotional and you could tell i'm i'm more wired like her i I get fired up i get happy i do whatever and i'm i'm 100 miles an hour with it it's not hard to figure out where i'm at but as a as a guy i think with guys growing up you look to your dad to how to handle situations and so how he reacts to things uh you know you go well my dad would have acted this way so that's kind of what you base it on well I was more geared like my mother. I figured out when I'm older now, and and I have that personality. Well, I'm I I you know I'm passionate about stuff or whatever. Well, when that's you're going, but I shouldn't act like that because well that's how I act, you know. But it took me a long time to go. It's all right just to act how I act. I don't have mm-hmm. to act, you know. And you kind of tamp that stuff down, and it's it's weird. okay to be mean. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's one thing that we learn in AA. Going back to Steve Harvey's statement, right? <laughs> it's okay to be you. Right. Whatever mm-hmm. that you is, there is. That's it. When you walk in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, you're on a level playing field. Now, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to lie. There's going to be a click here and a click there. We don't have to get involved in all that. That's, right. you know, we are there. Our primary purpose, we learned that in the beginning. If we are really there to help other people. Right. right? Nothing else matters. This is mm-hmm. this is not. It doesn't matter what you do, what you make, what you drive. None of that, right? It is all about helping other people. And you know, so I, I still show up because I still have to need. I still need AA to stay sober, right? Mm-hmm. But a byproduct is somebody's always gonna be there for me to help. So sure. I have no excuse for not doing anything it talks about in the big book this is an altruistic movement it says that in the the doctor's opinion and it says it once other in bill's story and altruistic just means helping other people that's that's what it means Mm and we learned a long time ago back in 1935 or whenever that when one alcoholic helps another alcoholic the one doing the helping stays sober right they learned that. They figured that part of it out. That was the part that was missing. And when Roland Hazard and Carl Young met, you know, they, yeah, I know, I'm throwing it away off there. <laughs> when, they, when those two guys met, you know, they understood the problem. They didn't understand the solution. And Bill said, you know, hey, I've been staying sober by trying to help a bunch of people, and they won't take my help. Mm-hmm. And his wife was just basically, hey, you're still sober. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a, a t- um, uh, the speaker at the Highland Club told AA's foundation, I mean, the, the, the founding story. It's amazing, y'all. I mean, like, we learned so much. Now, if they told that story, they probably talked about Carl Young. They and did. Roland I wrote Hazard. it down on my piece of paper. That I is got where it, Carl Young. You, sure did. If you follow the lineage, that is where most of those AA history stories start, and that was before AA. You gotta right. Think about this. First you know, hundred. If you if you would have mm-hmm. came to Alcoholics Anonymous back then, okay, they didn't have a big book. 
<gasps> women weren't allowed. Women weren't allowed. No, the story behind the Big Book, I have to say this, y'all. I'm so excited, though. He was saying that the Big Book, the reason that it was named the, the Big Book was because the book was so big and heavy, and so they tried to name that's it all right. this other that's stuff. Right. It was heavy, so they just called it the Big Book, that's and that's right. how we got the Big Book name right now. It's I mean, actually pretty years. catchy. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, and, and Alcoholics Anonymous was what they decided to name the book. Right. And the After group, other names. And Oh, yeah, some of those. The, and like, I'm, I'm going to butcher way this we horribly, but... Like and if nobody's read the book, pass it on. That's really good, and it's the start of all that. And but I put myself in Bill's place of going. I can't stay out of institutions. I'm I'm drunk all the time. I've screwed everything up. So I don't know. Mike can probably tell me exactly, maybe. But the sobriety Bill had when he went to visit with others, it was not very much. No, nope. and there was no twelve steps, and there was none of that. But I mean, he literally went in a hospital and asked a doctor. You know, who's your, you got any drunks in here? And the doctor goes, yeah, there's a bunch. And he goes, what about that guy right there? And he goes, oh, well, he's got, he's still got a job. He's still got this. Bill didn't want to talk to him. He said, I'm wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And he, and they, they want to talk to the worst case because they would be willing to listen, you know? And, uh, I just think that's so awesome that somebody basically a few weeks off of, you know, whatever he was, not, not far um that that was what he came up with you know so um i believe yeah. that this program was ordained by god here i mm-hmm. go the god person again but i really believe that this 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 uh, or god put this it? together organization yes. that god had his hands it's like this yes that's just Very my belief so. nobody has to i tell that's the that's story all the time my brother's 18 years probably 18 years clean he's a he's a uh minister uh, associate something or another i don't know what they call all that stuff at a church now <laughs> great guy he's got a little family he got i got a bunch of nieces one little fat nephew he's a little bitty but he's fat he's an overweight guy he's like six months old <laughs> oh okay he's yeah a baby. he's a baby okay he's huge. So he won't have any he's a large baby. Say he don't hear he's a big this. old sweet baby no 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 he's a baby but uh he knows he is if he's listening but uh we all know he is because we talk about it but uh uh <laughs> but the, y'all got me sidetracked. Okay, so that's what happens with y'all. That's what we do. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Wait a minute. Do you guys remember the meeting? What not too long ago? And a couple guys, you, I guess you were up there, and they called on me first. They never called on me first. And I'm like, well, what's the subject? And they looked at me. They're like, we just not. I'm like, I tell you what, you could tell me what the subject's gonna be about, or I'm gonna do like I always do. I'm gonna go start talking about what I want to talk about. <laughs> then they gave me the subject, and I was able to stay on track. <laughs> but my brother, he he didn't do a lot of meetings or anything like that, and he kind of straightened up his life. <clears throat> but he came to a big book study with me a few years ago, my, like my first year, and uh, he came one Sunday night and sat in a big book study with me, and um. We left, and I said, well, what did you think about that? And he said, I will tell you this. He said, God's in that room. Okay. Yes, yes, and he, he said, he's sitting in there. Amen. That's happening yes. in there. And I said, yeah. Yes. And it, I, he said, I see what you got going on, and that's it. And he mm-hmm. has never been to another one with me, but he's like, yeah, he's, that's happening. So yeah. uh, I took that as a good sign. So yeah, I believe but, it. Uh, I absolutely. do. Like the, when, I, when I walked into that room the first time, like I said, I was scared shitless. I was. Oh, and yeah. And, you know, any excuse to get my ass up and walk out of there. I was even going to pretend that my phone rung. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that before. Mike does that now. (laughs) He did that today, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But like I said, and, and and, you know, 
And I, you know, and that was one of the things that I prayed to God about, you know, when I finally decided that I'm going to do this, you know, I want, I don't want to be this drunk ass woman anymore. I don't want to be the drunk ass, you know, that they laugh at, at, you know, at the gatherings, the one that's following that, you know, all that type of shit. I don't want to be that person anymore that's so drunk when it's time to go somewhere, you can't go anywhere because you're already fucking drunk, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but when I, you know, like the the next couple of days after I, you know, I decided that, yeah, this is what I want. I'm going to fight for this. This, you know, this is what I want. And I prayed to God about it. I asked God, give me the strength, give me the willpower, you know, and if this is the place that I need to, you know, be going to, let me continue to go to. And after that, you know, you know, I just start Things feeling start God. I just start feeling God all the time. That's awesome. I just start feeling, even, you know, when I walk in the room, I'll be glad to come. You know, I'm sitting yeah. here. I just can't wait. Oh, I'm going, Mom, you, where are you headed to? I'm on my way to my meeting. You know, I'm, I, <laughs> even when I got home, you know, yes, I, I still do. When, you know, Mama, how was the meeting? Me and my sister and her, we're always on three way. How was the meeting? You know, I'm this here, da, 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 you know, and I, I'm excited. It's a place that I want to come, like Miss Rhonda said, you know. The court didn't tell me to come. I'm, I don't have a paper, you know. This was something that I decided to do on my own because I wanted it, and sure. I still want it. And I thank God, and I thank God for the family that right. I have. Right. You know, I listen to some of them, you know, in the classes or whatever, and they say, you know, my mom, she didn't talk to me. My mom didn't do this. My sister didn't do it. I'm that, you know, nobody. My mom and my sister, I can tell you, those are two people that never gave up on me. Mm-hmm. Strong never, support mm-hmm. system. Right. Never, ever gave up on me. Well, I'll never. tell you what's cool that you may not know is how excited we get when you show up. Right. Again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then again. And then yeah. again. Yep. I, I mean, like, it's the newcomer mm-hmm. that gets me excited. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I remember I was there I started when you feeling first that came way. in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to see people come in. You will see people come in. And for some reason, when they keep coming back, you're going to start going, oh, my gosh. Look I go to looking for people. Watch this. You know? <laughs> it, right? it, exactly. Watch you guys uh, just grow up. come alive. Mm-hmm. It's 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 miraculous to watch that transition. Yeah, that's just like uh, after meeting today. And um, Phil came up to me, and he said, Kim, he said, I'm proud of you. He said, I see the growth. You're growing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I looked and I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, Phil, you know, and that, but that you don't just know who's to, paying attention yeah, and that's, watching and you that's, all that's are. That's one of the things that just show, goes to show you, you know, you may not think that they're paying attention or right. that they're looking, they're looking. The beautiful. And I, I love it because that lets me know that not only am I seeing it and feeling it, Somebody else is noticing, and it's not just me being crazy and wanting to see what I want to see. You know, sometimes you're you're blind to your own self because you're trying to see what you want to see. And when other people tell me that they can look in my face, oh yeah, and that they can see, yeah, no doubt. That, well, oh, okay, yeah. I'm not crazy. I see it. <laughs> I usually sit there and catch people when they come in like that. You know, my mouth and I'm nosy as hell. But I'll go to somebody. I'm like, take a picture of yourself right now. And then if you're still here later, even six months, take a picture of yourself again and you will see the changes in their face, their mannerism, everything. And that's just like, I'm like you, Jill. I get excited when I sit there so see excited. newcomers. And I still have a picture. I have my intake picture <laughs> when I went to treatment. And boy, <laughs> if looks could kill. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll, I told this at Miss Rhonda's birthday, but I'll tell it again. So 
you talk about how we are when you came in, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell one about your sponsor. So when I got out of treatment, <laughs> I had this old beat-up car, and I took a job. I just begged them for a job. And I had a lot of experience in the business I was in, but I was like, I just need a job. i got to feed my family. They said, we're not hiring, but we'll give you the lowest thing we got. I said, I'll take it. So I'm working every day. I get off at 5.15. I'm at the half past five every day rolling in. Well, I'm mowing grass, right? So I'm filthy, stinky, been sweating all day. It's August, <laughs> September in Louisiana. Yeah, nobody wants to be around me. I didn't want to be around me, okay? Miss <laughs> Rhonda. Every single day that I came in, I'm guessing come here. there's a hug. There's coming. always oh, yeah. a hug. And <laughs> she go, hold out her arms, and I go, Miss Ronnie, you don't want to hug me. I'm nasty. And she go, uh-uh. And she was always dressed so pretty, always had everything right. And she would hug my nasty rear end every single day. And it's people like her that I that's that's why I am the way I am today mm-hmm. because um, – I remember going doing my 90 and 90, and I'd done a bunch of them in that back row back there where where uh, James and Jerry said there used to be a bunch of old men back there, <laughs> a bunch of them, and they a lot of them have phased out and they can't come or they or they passed away. away. But mm-hmm. um, but I remember going. I'd gone for like six months and I hadn't missed a day, and they never really said much to me. They just hey, how you doing? And I used to sit right in front of them, and I remember walking in one day, and I didn't know that many people. And I remember walking in one day, and I had missed the day before because my kid had a football practice. And uh, I just remember walking in one day now in six months. They never said much to me. But I walked in. As soon as I came around the corner, they went, where the hell you been? The whole road. And I was like, I didn't even know y'all knew I was here. One day in six months, they wasn't going to cut me any slack, you know. And I was like, and I started to realize these people truly care. And it may not be that they're the most sweet-spoken you know, those old old uh-huh. guys, they just yeah. tell you real quick how it was. Straight but that, out. then I learned that that's actually people caring about you when they give a shit <laughs> more about how you are than how you, you may feel mm, at the right, time, you know. Exactly. But, but um, yeah, Miss Rhonda and a whole bunch of y'all, Mike, too, and uh, it was a bunch of y'all when they I came say in there. They say I care more about your life than your feelings. Yeah, uh-huh. sure, sure. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to watch people come in, though, and 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 – they don't know what's going on. They don't know who to talk to. They don't know what to do. And in our position, and now yours, Kim, because you've been around 60 days, you know, um, we got to figure out how to get them to stay. Exactly. But they have to want to stay. Yes, yes. So there's, there's That's a, the thing. You have, you have to want it. want them to stay. What can I do to help them stay? Mm-hmm. What can I offer? You know, giving them a big book, that's great. A conversation let them know hey you know right. exactly <laughs> yes you are crazy but so am i okay <laughs> right yeah. listen Kim, to the stories <laughs> you know um even though you have 60 days there is a newcomer that's walking in oh. looking at your smile and thinking she's got it <laughs> hey no that's and the you know what i'm truth. saying yeah. it, now nobody you don't realize that when you're you, in the middle of it until you share nobody knows right i mean nobody if you even if you say some people don't say their sobriety dates you know and this is one of the only areas sometimes where they do. i do sometimes i don't yeah it's most some people just i mean like in in north louisiana we do but down in new orleans nobody gave their sobriety date you didn't that just wasn't it's just not custom it's just not part of what they do so nobody has a clue but i will tell you my my little story is there was a a lady actually she was at a meeting last week's first time i've seen her since i've been back but um she had 60 days or she had 30 days she had exactly one month longer than me so she gotten sober in may of 2011 and then you had phil who got sober in um may of uh 79 mm-hmm. you know 
and I was six years old the year he got mm-hmm. sober. <laughs> and but I could relate to the lady that had thirty days a whole lot more than I could relate to Phil. Right. And nothing against Phil, love him to death, and everything he says is, is from the book and stuff. But but whatever she said, because she managed to get thirty days ahead of me, you know, and I hung on every single word. So if you think about that in perspective, you've got double the time she had mm-hmm. whenever I've got there, you know, right now. And there are people who they just want to know. And, and unfortunately, some of them have went out, got the, you know, the bad dose of life one more time and have came back and said, hey, that person's got 30 days. That person's got 60 days mm-hmm. or even a, a week. Right. And, yeah. Uh, I kind of wish sometimes we had a one week chip. And you know, you'll learn, too, in sobriety. And this is what's really cool in that time that you're in it kind of ties in with what mike's saying is you are going to sit there with 60 days and you're starting to feel better and yeah. you're like there's hope here and all that and that's what people see it's not the time so much it is the time but somebody will come in with a few days and you'll tell them well i have 60 days and they're gonna go you're a rock star right like, <laughs> you are Seriously? you're happy yes. you your your eyes are lit up you're you're you, you know you look healthy you're smiling how did you do that in 60 days? And Jill goes over there, or even me, and, and, and or anybody with any several years of time, and a person coming in with a week. I was just like, Mike, I heard Phil, and I was like, man, I was a month and a half old when <laughs> Phil got sober. Like, he's older than I ain't. Like, sober longer yeah, than and I'm like, that, I can't relate to that. But I, I had a friend in there, Brooks. He came in right after me, and we had about 30 days difference. And we met up every day after the meeting. Hey, man, you okay? And I just kept looking back, and I was going, you know what? I'm not too far ahead of him, but I ain't where he's at right now. Mm-hmm. And it, we both kind of pulled each other along. And he's got as much time as I do now. We both over five years. And uh, we were within a couple of weeks of each other mm-hmm. coming in there. And um, it's that's good. where we you'll really. somebody stick and stay. That just. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and like it I does. In my I heart. Mean, <laughs> like I said, I love this. I love, I love coming here. I love going to, you know, to the meetings and listening. And, you know, even when they call on me and I'm like, what? It beats your soul. Jill put me on the spot a while ago, too, by the way. Not to bring up. You know, Jill <laughs> yeah. just blast me. Nice. Thanks. Nice. I mean, you called on me on nice the spot. Feed. That's all I had today. <laughs> Jill didn't call on you. She just turns around and stares at you until you start talking. You know. Well, that's topic. what I do to my sponsee. You could tell. I'm like. <laughs> Did y'all have a topic today, man? What was it? It was a relationship. Oh no. Way. Oh yeah. No and, way. Yeah, and mine was yeah, short. Yeah, his feedback was. It was short. Just, so <laughs> God doing for me what yes. I can't do for myself. Uh, yeah, so that's yes. why I was in the front room with Roger. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do not want to hear. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to stay out of that conversation. And I was directly behind Jill, and she turned all the way around in her seat and staring at me, and I was just staring back. And Randy's like, I think she's calling on you. And I was like, yeah. Was that legitimately the topic, really? Yes, yes, yes. yes. But not oh. necessarily like romantic well, it was uh, different relationships. relationships. Oh, like just it, how we have them with different people. Yeah, yeah like not your work like, relationship, just any relationship. Yeah. Was it out of the book? It was the daily reflection. Daily reflection. It was the daily reflection. And we're on step six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long? How long you been sober, Mike? Well, <laughs> so I don't. You got a don't, birthday coming up, don't you? I don't do next week. Yeah. Next weekend. Twelve. Twelve years. Yeah, and I will tell you this from experience: like one day you have sixty days, and the next day you have twelve years. It is, you know, um, like I, I said. <laughs> I remember. I'm, I'm, you look. I'm looking back now, and I was like, "Damn, sixty already!" Yeah. And it's like I'm doing the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, like I said, I used to get up in the you know in the morning. You know how you 
you know, brush your teeth and all that. I wouldn't even look in the mirror. I just, I hope, I brush my, you know, brush my teeth and hold yeah. my head down. Because I hated the person that I had become. And I hated that I let alcohol, something like alcohol, control my life. I hated that I had let it taken over my life the way that it had. And, you know, and like I said, as we say, the million-dollar question, when the hell did it happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when in the hell did this happen? When in the hell did this alcohol, Take drugs, or whatever <laughs> come in here and just tell me what the hell I'm going to do? Right. I'm God. You know, I'm your boss. And that's what it was. It had just complete my. It is bizarre because one day you're having fun and the next day you're like dying from cirrhosis and you're like, what Mm -hmm. the shit just happened? I got sober when I was 38 and I probably hadn't enjoyed drinking since I was 27. Mm -hmm. It was probably somewhere in an 11 year period. And 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 it I actually me and Roger were reading about this tonight. We were going through back through the steps and you know, there's by the time you realize it, it's too late. Yeah. I mean yeah. And it, that that's out of uh, yeah. there is a solution in the big book, but by the time we realize that we're beyond human aid, right. it's probably too late. Mm-hmm. And um uh, Thank you God. would think that yeah. from our families having alcoholics, my father was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. they called a weekend alcoholic, he only drank on the weekends. And he died. You no, know, they said he had five heart attacks. They said you can have three, but they said he had five heart attacks and it was alcohol induced. You would think that that would stop me from drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it didn't. Mm-mm. It did not. No. It, you know, it ain't gonna. It ain't gonna do alcohol it to me. Nothing. My life. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. unless you get to that point and and make some serious changes. Right. And well, I, I've seen people like I didn't didn't even recognize. We went back to tell my down to Covington a couple weeks ago and there was a guy that I ran into that had been coming and trying to get it you know and and a lot of us had worked with him and worked with him and something happened and and, you know he had to go in the hospital for a procedure or something and he came out and he got it he got the program of AA and I did not recognize him other than his appearance Mm. talking to him was like speaking to an entirely different person oh wow oh, i mean and he he was always real funny jovial great guy i loved him to death but his disposition his character was completely changed i mean and and he was still funny and he you know he was still he still remembered me and we shook hands and everything but you know the resemblance to the to the character that i was working with in these rooms completely different just mm-hmm. absolutely different so real quick has has Rhonda had asked you to go to any strange links in order to get this has she asked you to do anything that's just off the wall no not not so much no that's you know that's the, that's only, the main answer i get whenever no. i ask people that uh-uh. oh, gosh no she no really uh-uh. uh-uh no she has like i said you know we call you know we call we call we talk we you know but no and I know Rhonda is not a text sponsor. She's a talk sponsor. You call her, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I can already tell that. I already know that. <laughs> I had to yeah. tell one of my sponsors today. She, I texted you. I said, I told you, do not text me. You call me. I How did I know? Talk. How did I know? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You're going to talk, huh? <laughs> yes. That's right. Well, That's having, right. On, on the way to work, I will say probably, especially in those, those first few months, on your way to work, if you work in the morning or in the evening, calling that sponsor kind of sets your day sure absolutely yeah that accountability is already there Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because i know when i was drinking if i waited till nine o'clock to call somebody 
I, that that little mischievous part of my brain mm-hmm. is going off at eight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and then he won't be able to tell I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was so funny. Do you guys remember Scooter? Oh, yeah, I know Scooter. Oh, my God. I would sit there, and this is me and my son used to fight all the time. And I'm like, I don't know why. My mom, every time I called, she could tell I was drinking. And uh-huh. you know, he used to curse a lot. He's like, you dumb ass. <laughs> you were slurring. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, gosh. But oh, I didn't yeah. have a sister know that. Yeah, those conversations you do remember, <laughs> uh-huh. they're okay. The ones you don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. had came out with this new drink called Still, and for ninety nine cents you got two twenty four ounces, and they taped them together. And I'm, 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 I could drink, all right. I could handle this. I drank those two things, and my mother called me next day. She go, whatever you had, don't you ever drink it again. <laughs> I don't remember the conversation, but yeah, it was must <laughs> been pretty bad. <laughs> we we interviewed a guy or or did a bonus episode with a guy being that had a year uh, here recently, I know what you're about. and. To, to piggyback on what Mike was saying, um, he was at a place him and I used to work at, and not to tell too much of his story, but he, he has told this part, so I'm just going to say it. But he, he got relieved of duty at this place mm-hmm. we both worked at uh, and and kind of got in the program then, got serious. He did his thing. He's, he, you know, he's done great. Well, we're coming up on a year of sobriety, and I go walking in that place one day, and – Two of the people came up to me, and they said, what'd you do to that dude? And I said, what? <laughs> I didn't know what they were talking about. And they said, Ben, what just happened? And I was like, huh. And I started laughing, and they were like, whatever you did, thank you. I said, well, first <laughs> off, I didn't do shit. I said, all I did was invite him to a seat in a room with a bunch of people like me. That's all I did. He's taking it from there, him and God. Right. And Amen. he's chosen. And I said, let me tell you what he's done. I said, the dude sleeps in his truck because he gets off work at 2 o'clock. He sleeps in that hot-ass truck with no air conditioning until the meeting starts at 5.30. He did it every single day. Wow, that's he dedication. Lay in that parking that's dedication. Lot. He's willing to do the crap that it takes. Get it. And, and driving from South Shreveport to Bossier, lay up there in his truck, after the meeting, drive all the way to Stonewall because that's where he stays. Oh. Every day. Every single day. Wow. And he did that for a long time. Wow. And – he got a sponsor, and he did all that same yeah. stuff that we keep saying. There's but, really not much you can say other than other than yes to when someone says, "Are you willing to go to any length?" Because you're like, uh, uh, what do you mean any length? You know, what do you mean any length? Well, and what, the, I was faced with that quite a few times in treatment. They're like, "We feel you need to live in a halfway house," and I was like, what? <laughs> "Excuse me." Oh, I got hit with that one too. And I was like, "Are you serious?" Because in my head, you know, that's where losers went. And um, you know, of course, I wasn't one of those. God. And and then she looked at me and said. Are you willing to go to any length? I was like, God, you got me. Okay. Identical situation. Oh, and then, you know, of course, like, you know, the the whole like, well, you'll have to do, you know, 90 meetings in 90 days, which was a lie. They made me do 180 in 180. But, but anyway, because um, of my, my poor attitude. But uh, are you willing to go to any length? I was like. Somewhat. I know. Kinda. Hey, hey. It's that little bit of willingness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had I had that. There wasn't much, but I had that. And I think that's what Kim describing coming up there and, and sitting in the parking lot and the steps it took. That's willingness. Right. R- r- you can call it whatever you want to, but she goes, I know something's wrong. It And it takes courage, too. But, but she was willing at that point to go, it may take me a couple of tries, 
but you got your butt in there and yep. you sat down that's and uh it, that's where recovery's at man it's what do mm-hmm. you do to, what do you do to get it you know and then the I thing just knew is I that, didn't want the drunk life anymore. Yeah, yeah. sure. Amen. The thing is, when we sit there, like having the podcast and everything, and in the meetings, when they real, I tell all my sponsees, I don't care if they call on you to talk, you talk because there's somebody inside that room. Even if it's one person, yeah. somebody needs to hear what you has to say. If they call on you, do not be quiet. And so they look at me like I'm crazy. I'll be like. <laughs> you know, I got that mother look like, oh, excuse me, you better cough up something right now. What does it right now? Yeah, <laughs> right now. One thing about I like about AA meetings, I've been to a bunch of them, been to a bunch of them at different places, and you may go in one, and it's like a polished big book version. I mean, everybody's real knowledgeable, and they're well-spoken, <laughs> and then some of them, it's like, it's like being in a bar room, you know, and you don't ever know what's going to happen. And I love them all. I love them both, mm-hmm. you know. But you never know what's going to happen. You got to show up to find out. So, yeah, that's but, it. Uh, Being but anyway, self. That's it. That's Being it. Being self. So, yeah, I, um, you know, I guess they had just quit smoking in AA meetings whenever I got there. Me too. <laughs> but the rooms were still stale, like a stale cigarette. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And the one in um the one down in in uh, the New Orleans area that I was my home group down there. Though they haven't painted it since, I don't believe anyway. You know, and you can still see some remnants of the mm. of the old. You can picture the old timers with a cigarette and an <laughs> ashtray, and and some of these words of wisdom that we have passed on all through the years that get to us. You know, and it's amazing. They don't. If these words of wisdom made it to me, and then they stopped, well, they would never That'd go any further. Mm. They would yeah. never go any further, and and so. We've got a group of people that continue to carry the message, and they do that because they have what Kim has. They come in the rooms, and they say, hey, I don't like what I got. I may not want what you have, but I don't like what I got. All right. Yeah. right. And they sit there, and they and they soak up all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how it works. Don't Wayne, Batman, right now, he's dead, but we need on the, the thing keep coming back. Man, Wayne will keep coming so back, and he's like, better. "It gets better." <laughs> That's why you would do it. Like, it gets better. <laughs> I want to tell this, and this ain't even nothing related to nothing but carrying the message. But on my man Mike, so he told a story in New Orleans uh, area a few weeks ago, and we went down there, and it was a convention. There's a lot of people, you know, and and they've got a, a food area set up and all this stuff. So he's getting ready to go out and speak. I mean, it's right before it happens and he's decked out man he's got the nice stuff on you know <laughs> and i'm like i'm like my man's probably nervous you know i'm thinking because i would be no right? pictures so i roll up to him he's literally standing on the side of the stage and i'm like hey uh you good you know and he goes hey dude i just had a cookie inside of a cookie and i was like what <laughs> and he goes back there in the room they got a cookie but they put another cookie in it and i just ate it and i'm like yeah but what about like your story that's because <laughs> All he was concerned about was how good, and I was like, you know what? I think he's all right. I think he's over whatever he's got, and uh, we just went on. That's my man right there. That's where they get you with the cookie. Yeah, they got you, bro. I mean, but anyway. My only weakness is is cookies. I I love that we go down there, though, in South Louisiana, and the three people that get up at the meeting are me, Coleman, and Mike. I read something. Coleman ran the meeting, and Mike spoke. So, anyway, yeah, that was how that rolled. Coleman ran that meeting. Yeah, he did. He got up at the podium and did the I whole thing. Oh, so great. Yeah. It was kind of cool. I went, we're at the Koala Club South down here. So, but, <laughs> but anyway, it was really good. Thank y'all for coming.
No, thank y'all for inviting us. This thank was, you yeah, for this having This was really me. good. Because I, I was nervous was as hell. Like, what are we going to say? What are they going to ask? What, I don't know. Girl, you got over it. You sure didn't didn't sound like it to me. There I'm you good. Go. There you go. <laughs> you did better than I did. Look, no, look, I stood at the side of the truck and I prayed before we <laughs> came over here. You did the right thing. <laughs> you guys are naturals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we enjoy having you. Hope to have you back one day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we do this. Yeah, a couple times a week sometimes, and sometimes it's just once a week, and uh, depending on what I got going on. But uh, love having you both. Love having you both in the rooms. Yeah. That's I, the I, most I important I love being thing. there. That's I the love same it. Thing. When I walk in the room and I see your face, and when I walk in, I see Rhonda usually comes in after me. When she comes in and I see her face, then I know I'm going to be okay. Right. And And I've been sober for a little while, right? And so – Man, just keep coming back. Keep doing it and keep listening to her because obviously whatever Rhonda's doing is, mm-hmm. is yes. right on the money. And um, I love her to I'm death. so mean. I'm not mean. I love her to death. Just stern. I'm stern. stern. That's what I, that's what I told her that. earlier. She was saying something. And I was like, no, I said, you just said it's stern. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, I think we were the pharmacist earlier. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to sign out for the night. Next episode, I think, is we're going to discuss um, what does will in life mean to you? That's mm. what we're going to talk mm. about. That's going to be a week. good one. That's a good one. All right. So for the Garage and the Brainstorm, this is Mike. <laughs>